When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, it's Mark. And I'm Charity. And welcome to the Case Watch Podcast. Case Watch deals with content meant for a mature audience. Listener discretion is advised. Case Watch. Confirming the body found in Grand Teton National Park is Gabby Petito, and she was killed. We, the jury, in the above entitled action, find the defendant, Orenthal James Simpson, not guilty of the crime of murder. Late today, Chris Watts was officially charged with the murders of his wife and his two young girls. Remember these words. If it doesn't fit, you must acquit. And we're back. Did you miss us? I think they maybe missed us. I missed them. I always miss them. Me too. It's my fun place to go when life stinks sometimes. Guys, yeah. Case Watch, Crime Creep Group, they, we push it all the time. There's a lot of people that had some stuff going on, posted some stuff in the group. They found their support system. Absolutely. So we're there for fun. And for support. And for support. We're a community. We are. We actually are. It's one of the coolest places to yep. go. I love I love when somebody mentions something that may be a hard time they're going through or something or just, you know, asking for support and the our creeps come right to their aid. Oh, absolutely. It's awesome. And then it always seems like whenever something's going bad in life, like there's a funny meme on there just to make me. Yes. It's so funny when I see a meme. And then I was like, "Oh, I got to share this in the crime creep group." And I look, and it was like, "Oh, if this is Already from the crime there. creep group, Already never mind, there. never mind." Someone, someone beat you to the punch. It makes me happy. I feel me like we've too. we've done this charity. I know. In Mark. a year, in a I year. No, people, people connect with us for some strange reason. They like us. They really, really like <laughs> us. Uh, I mean, we think we're funny. <laughs> uh, Kristen does not think I'm funny. Yeah, that's okay though. She, but she thinks I'm funny. She does. Isn't think it you're funny, funny how that's weird? Guess what? What? It's pretty much about six months from our birthday. <laughs> should Ooh, we start celebrating? We should start celebrating now. Well, we should start thinking about what we're going to do. That's a good point. We also need to think about what we're going to do for our 100th episode when that one hits. We're well over 100. Wait a minute, we are? You got to remember because I. I, I count them as cases. Oh. So all the two parters get the same episode number. Okay, never mind. But and our hundredth case. But still, case, our hundredth case. Then I'll tell you I, how many. What do we are we have? at right now? I'm looking right now. I should know all this stuff. On our cases, we are at do 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 do. We are at. This makes great radio. Sorry, guys. 
<laughs> oh, I know what we're at. 83. Okay. 80, our, our 83rd was, no, wait a minute. 85, sorry. Sorry, 85. Harvey Marcelin was our last one. Our and last case. So we've put out two cents then. Yes. So 85. Yeah. Oh boy, we have a lot. You keep scrolling. You keep scrolling. It's like, holy crap. We have a total of one, 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 two. This right here will be the 103rd episode. All right, but let's go by cases because we'll yeah, do something so fun for the 100th. We'll do something fun for the 100th case. Yes, I, I like agreed. that. We'll figure it out, guys. So, guys, sorry for that. We should have discussed that off here. But hey, yeah, whatever. part of the crew. They're in the loop. We yeah. got to keep them in the you loop. You know what's going on. Yeah, they have to have our, our conversations with us sometimes. And you I'm know. all down doing a creep meetup if people ever want to do something. Oh, in my the God. Wouldn't that area. be so fun? That would be a blast. That would be. So, what would we even do? Go hang out at a bar. Oh, take no. over the place. That would be amazing. Oh my God. It would be like creeps everywhere. It would be awesome. But like good creeps. Yeah. Let's figure it out. All right. Let's do it. All right. What do you have for us today? Well, Mark, I mean, a while back or a little bit back, a few episodes back when we did our fun episode, we had so much information that yep. I have extra information that we weren't able to use. Which I've had people say, you guys got to do that again. We're going to. Oh, we are. I had fun. I had so much fun. So this is... A bunch of our creeps sent me these fun things okay. that I would like to talk to you about. And some of them are absolutely fantabulous, is all I have to say. Oh, I like that yeah. word. So this was sent to me by Wendy Ford Durson. English words we need to bring back. <laughs> are you like ready? This is going already. Crapulous. And this is an adjective. Sickness from excess consumption, such as food or alcohol. <laughs> I feel that way a lot. Mark, put it in a sentence for us. This has been one crapulous weekend. Oh, okay. So you had a lot of sweets, did you? Oh, I'm, I mean, I'm still on the Laffy Taffy <laughs> over here. So, Sorry. Oh, this one's good. Puck fist. It's a noun. Someone Pretty sure who, I saw that on a video once. Yeah. Someone who boasts. Example, that Mark can be such a puck fist. I put that Whoa. in guys. Whoa. Step too far. Whoa. Okay. Snout fair. It can I be like a that. Noun, I like the sound of it. A noun or an adjective. It simply means a good looking. Oh, me. <laughs> me. That mark is a, a snout fair? What would you do if it was you saying it as a noun? A mark is snout fair? A snout? Would you put an A in front of it? I wonder if this girl is snout fair. Ooh. That's probably what it is. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Very good. Sophronize. It's a verb. To instill morals and self-control. We need to sophronize many of the people we talk about on Case Watch. I don't have that. <laughs> I like that. Oh, here's the, this is the last one. It's probably my favorite. Are you ready? I am. Titty nope. <laughs> it's a noun. I feel like that's what didn't get sent to my DMs. Small quantity. Hey, did Mark get stuff sent to his DMs? <laughs> Titty nope. Hold on. <laughs> Small quantity left over. And here's the sentence I came up with. Mark, I will have a titty nope of what's left of your take five. Nobody's having my take five. He won't even give me a titty nope. I do have a, laugh a titty nope of his Laffy Taffy over here. I will take titty nopes in my DMs. <laughs> Feel free. <laughs> hey, I, you said put it in a sentence. Oh it's God, the only thing that came to mind. Right I'm laughing. Whew. And to think, 
Kristen doesn't think I'm funny. <sighs> okay. <sighs> well, she obviously likes you or loves you or she wouldn't be with you. So that, there's the, the silver lining in that. I'm going to tell her to blow up my DMs too. Oh, maybe she will. <sighs> no, she definitely wouldn't. <laughs> so listen, our lovely friend Dixie Carter, love her. What's up, Dixie? She sent some cruel and unusual punishments throughout the world that she found. Ready? I'm always. Falling. That's right. This method has been used for centuries. Have you ever heard of, heard someone say, I'd like to throw them off a cliff? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think I've said that before. Well, this is exactly what falling means. Pushing someone until they fall to their death. Most countries have decided not to use this method of execution anymore. Iran is one area that does use falling for state execution, so. That one doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Yep. Peace out. Ping. You're gone. Yeah. Hopefully they pass out. Here's my question. You know how they probably do it? How? Um, they probably blindfold you. Oh, God. And then push you, and you don't know if you've got if that fall is the one going over, or you're just on the ground, and they make you get back up, and they push you again. You're just getting you closer to the edge. It's probably how it's done. It's probably a mental game. Oh, my God. That'd be horrible. And then that last one is as you go over. I mean, horrible unless they did something horrible. Yeah. I, I, I agree with you there. My question is, on a deep fall like that, right, if you're free falling like from a high, high thing, do you pass out before you hit the ground, I hope? You, you might because of fear, but not from that kind of fall. Really? Yeah. <sighs> okay. You're not going fast enough. Here's a really good one. We all know how huge elephants are, and people back in the day quickly realized they could be used for a multitude of things, carrying people or heavy items, etc. Since elephants are usually found in the South, in Southeast Asia, this was the area that implemented elephant trampling to put people to death. Wow, that's yeah. creative. That's right. The elephants would be specifically trained to trample when told to. That must have been a horrible way to die. Right. What if you didn't die? What if you were trampled and it took you like a while to die and your like head was, cr- oh God, I can't even think of that. Good, good point though. Ouchie, ouchie, ouchie. Next form of torture was created by the Dutch Navy in the late 16th century. It was called keel hauling and was intended to torture specific sailors that needed to be punished. However, many sailors died during this process. The person to be punished would be tied with a rope and dragged under water. If the said punished person did survive, they were usually left scarred from cuts from the barnacles stuck to the bottom of the boat. Ouch! Ew. Ew. How do we come up with this stuff? I don't know. This one really freaks me out. Boiling. Oh, yeah, no. Yep, it's exactly just that. This method of execution was used centuries ago, all the way from East Asia to England. The person being put to death would be put in a boiling substance such as water, oil, or even tar. They would boil to death just like a lobster or crab. If the person did something overly horrendous, they would be put in cold water and made to sit the entire time as the water slowly came to a boil. You know, just so the torture would take longer. Wow. Can you imagine? Nope. God. Another back in the day execution technique was the gridiron. In simple terms, the person being executed was cooked or roasted, I should say. An iron grid would be put over a fire, and when it was hot enough, the person went. They were even sometimes oiled up first. Here is a sick thought that only Charity may think of. I wonder if they cooked human meat, if the cooked human meat was ever eaten. 
I actually was thinking the same thing. Waste not, want not. Yeah. Right? I've seen The Walking Dead. I loved that up until a certain point. I loved it right up until the point when Negan killed, um, I can't even remember, the two guys, Glenn and the other guy. Yeah. With the baseball bat. Yep. Then I was out. Yeah, me too. But I don't know. That's what some shows do. They lose some of their original audience and then they pick up others. So True I that. am excited to see how it ends, though. I'll be honest. Me too, but I don't know if I'm going to watch it. I haven't watched it in a while. I might just read about it on the internet and call it good because I don't Same. think I could go back. Same. So next I have our good friend, Walter Kopp. What up? Who's pretty famous, been in FB jail more than once. But, you know, not much reason. <laughs> he's a, he's quite the contributor. I've never been in Facebook jail. I don't think I have either. I don't know. But anyways, he sent me some weird laws that I think are very, some of them were very notable that we should talk about. Okay. So here's a c- couple of interesting laws in Indiana. Many people are freaked out by Friday the 13th and all the superstitions that come along with that particular day. Okay. In Fresh Lick Springs. I love that. Uh, where do you live? I live in Fresh Lick Springs. Oh, man. Fresh that licks, just... not dirty licks or old licks or yucky licks, fresh licks. Oh, my God. <laughs> On Cherry Blossom Lane. In Fresh Lick Springs, Indiana. <laughs> Anyways, the law states that any black cat must wear a bell on Friday the 13th to let everyone <laughs> around them know that they are walking by. Oh, this it. law was made in 1939 to ease residents' minds on Friday the 13th. They were already worked up about the horrible day. Never mind adding to the worry of a possible black cat crossing their paths. Hello. Gosh. Things also against the law in Indiana are as follows. You can't receive money for putting on a puppet show. I don't think that's very fair, isn't it, for entertainment? That's that's uh, one I didn't think you needed a law for. I would just be like, screw you. I'm not going to. You can't. You can't watch my puppet show then. Yeah. yeah. That's no right. money, no puppets. Yeah, can you bring like food or something? Like, is there like a loophole? Can you give a gift certificate like you do for like teachers? Because <laughs> you can't give money. I love that. For people that want to see one of the best puppet <laughs> shows ever on TV, go watch Howard Stern's Private Parts and watch the puppet oh, show. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> yep. Oh, boy. Um, it is also not okay to catch a fish with your bare hands. You must use a net or fishing pole, etc. And last but not least, if you are a dude in a bar... It is illegal for you to carry your drink from the bar to a table. Yeah. Wait. Maybe there are a ton of clumsy, clumsy men living in Indiana. <laughs> That's odd. Maybe they spill it, Mark. They don't want to have to clean up the floor all the time. But just women can. Yeah, well, no. Maybe because it, maybe it's like super old fashioned. Uh, maybe the law was made back in the day when a man brings the woman her drink. There we go. I don't know. Guys, Arkansas is not playing around when it comes to the pronunciation of their state. Oh, boy. I I honestly feel like it's a possibility that I could be arrested on the spot, to be honest. You definitely would. Yeah. The state code says that Arkansas is to be said one way in one way only and must be said in three syllables with the first and last syllables being showcased. Oh, and don't you dare pronounce that last S. It was. It's always silent and no exceptions. All yeah. right. So, Arkansas. <laughs> I, got I, I, I think you did it good. I pronunciated really yeah. good on them. Yeah. Ready? Charity, try it with me. Arkansas. Do we do good, guys? Sounds like a pirate's getting ready to do firewood. Yeah, we might get arrested. I don't know. Connecticut has an interesting law involving pickles. <laughs> this law came about because it was actual pickles, Mark. 
No, no, no. I, okay. I, it's just the fact that somebody thought they needed to make a law. Well, listen. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes. So doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. There's a reason for it, and you're going to understand it if you're a pickle lover. Yeah, all right. So this law came about because it was made known that some pickle companies were packing up their pickles before they were ready to go on the market. That is just rude. Why would you do that? They're not ready for consumption. Peter Piper packed a pack of pickle peppers. I almost got it. Darn it. Oh, that might be one I have to look into for the nursery rhymes. You're right. Anyways, it was discovered that a pickle that was perfectly ready to eat will bounce if it is dropped from a foot. So the law is, if your pickle doesn't bounce, you are illegally selling it. Hmm. I wonder if there's someone that goes around checking the bounceability of people's pickles. <laughs> I'm getting ready to bite into my McDonald's cheeseburger and the pickle inspector comes. Wait, Hold on. Say that 10 times fast. <laughs> I need to inspect your pickle. <laughs> Here are a few more of Connecticut's strange laws. If you enjoy riding your bike, you better pay attention to how fast you're going because it's illegal to ride your bike at a speed higher than 65 miles per hour. What if you're going down a steep hill and your brakes stop working? It's not your fault. Do you know what 65 miles an I hour know. would feel like on a bicycle? That's, a lot. That's really fast. Oh, my God. Like in one, why did they have to come up with this law? This is what I love about these laws. If somebody was doing it. It's not legal to educate your dog, Mark. I wonder if it's thought that dogs would learn too much and take over. They are no, pretty darn dogs smart. dogs are too dumb. No. Oh, no, they are not. Oh, no, they are not. Nope. Dogs versus cats. My papa Cats are far superior. My boxer has a bunch of different toys. Oh, and boy. if you tell him, if you say, go get your cookie or go get your, your spider, he knows which one to grab. I could tell Sophie nope. to go plan global dominance. No. And she would. No. Cats I think cats are just care. more spiteful. Cats just don't care. Dogs are very smart. Anyways, this last law would directly affect me, and I would absolutely be thrown into the clink. I'm a dog. I'm a dog. Stop it. I'd be thrown into the clink if this was me. It is illegal for a beautician to sing, hum, or whistle while providing a service for a client. You've done all the above while cutting my hair. What if your clients love how you sing or how you have an amazing talent for changing words to songs on the radio to suit your, your own humor? I'm just asking for a friend. I do the song changing word thing too. The time. Yep. Kristen hates it. Yep. Like I come up with some masterpieces. You really do. It's upsetting. Um, since 1961, it has been illegal in Gainesville, Georgia, to eat fried chicken with anything other than your fingers. This law has continued to be relevant throughout the years. In 2009, a tourist was actually arrested for using a fork while eating fried chicken. Another illegal act in Georgia is to swear in front of a dead body in a funeral home. I mean, what if it's a deceased person who owed you money and you just realized you were now never going to see it? 
Oh. Or what if the said deceased person loved swearing while they were alone and would be in their wishes for loved ones? It would be in their wishes for the loved one to swear. Right? What do you do then? I hear you. Yeah. Okay. So I have just a little bit more. Um, this is from Ariel Gallagher. What's up, Ariel? Between the years of 1920 and 1933, American moonshiners were constantly on the run from the police. They came up with heifer heels, which went on the bottom of their shoes so, th- so their tracks would look like cow tracks instead of footprints. I bet moonshiners that were small in stature enjoyed these hoof attachments for the added inches and height they got from wearing them. I do actually believe that Walter Cobb posted a picture of what these shoes looked like in the crime creep group. Do you remember? I missed it. I'm going to have to find yeah, out. Yeah, I have to. That's something I, I think I need to hear. All right, and here's see the last. More about. That last little interesting tidbit from Ariel, okay? Apparently in Switzerland, anyone can hire a clown to stalk a friend or loved one for seven days. The clown can pull out all the stops, setting traps, and even sending scary texts. <laughs> I have some questions. I have lots of okay. questions. If we have any listeners from Switzerland, please help us out. Is this a known thing to do? Does it happen all the time? So much that someone may not be afraid. Or maybe you see a clown tailing you and you say to yourself, Jim has really outdone himself. This right. <laughs> I know. This is odd. Or is it obscure and there would be people running around terrified? I really need to know more, right? I, I need. I, I must know more. And does it just stop at clowns? Or can it be other dressed up scary characters like aliens or monsters? These are very important we questions. We can't do the aliens. That would freak me out. Exactly. Oh, guys, note to self. That one, yeah. Note. Don't, don't do aliens. Note to self. 12 a.m. in the morning when you're up working on your thing, you just no. gonna, your ring's going to go off and you're going to see a- Right. <laughs> it's going to be me in an alien costume, but you're not going to know. <laughs> I'm going to be skulking around, scaling the side of your house. <laughs> you're going to get your whole family out there. <laughs> This is going to be horrible. I'm going to look on. There's going to be one person in front of each make camera. Those weird noises like from sides. Oh, that, that stupid yep. movie. Oh. oh, no. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not yeah. scary at all. Yeah. Right. Nope. Nice try. You people that know. were there. No, <laughs> you don't even know. Yeah, that's right. The people that were there. No. All right, Mark. Well, um, we can probably get into part two now. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, let's just give a quick overview. In part one, we met Donald Gaskins. He was born to a single mother, and it was obvious she didn't want him. She was very abusive to him and paid almost no attention to him, making it known she had no love for him. Donald's nickname was Pee Wee because he was very small in stature. This made him stick out like a sore thumb. His mother was a sex worker and thought nothing of pimping her young son out to her clientele to make some extra money for herself. You do. I'm not making excuses, but you do have to remember. She was just a child when she got pregnant and she came from a horrible upbringing as well. Yeah. So basically, you know how they say the the circle, circle, a circle of victimhood. Victims make people who victimize. Exactly. Unless they come out of it. If there's, yeah. But there's out of those victims, there's so many victims that come out of it. Yes. So. Agreed. So not only was he abused physically and mentally, but he was also severely abused sexually. When he was 11, Donald and two other wayward boys formed a kind of gang. They wreaked havoc on the community, community, burglarizing homes and even sexually abusing younger boys. Their reign came to an end when one of the boys was accused of raping another one of the boys' little sisters. Tripoles. That could have been another name. I can't. <laughs> He's still going, guys. Yep. 
I come up with more names as we go. I can't. Donald decided to continue burglarizing on his own and broke into the home of a girl he knew. The girl was home, and when she realized she was being burglarized, she attacked Donald. He was he was able to strike her in the head before he ran off. Luckily, she was okay and was able to tell the police it was Donald that had broken into her home. Because of his young age, instead of jail, he was sent to a reform school. He was horribly abused. Um, while at the school by older boys, beaten, raped on many occasions. He ran away from for a short time, got married to a 13-year-old girl. Where are the 13-year-old girl's parents? Don't they have to sign off? Right. Or back in the day, maybe not. I don't know. He joined the traveling carnival, but re- ended up returning to reform school. Sucked it up and finished his time at the reform school by the time he was 18. He got a job and wasn't making the kind of money he wanted to. So he got into insurance fraud, burning down sheds, getting paid by the owners in cash. When his boss's daughter confronted him, he assaulted her and was sent to real prison for attempted murder. Once in jail, he was made to be the little play toy for many until he realized he had to prove himself. (laughs) A little play toy. (laughs) I just throw that in there. Been a while. (laughs) She should should say that. (laughs) Right. Um, I'm I'm, um, predisposed tonight because I have my little play toy coming over. That's what she said. He took down the meanest inmate and gained the respect of all the other inmates. He escaped in 1955, joined yet another carnival, and got married a second time, but it only lasted two weeks. He met a woman named Debbie Gates, and she took advantage of him. He thought he was helping to bail out her brother, but it was really her husband. He was left stranded and ended up back in jail, where he befriended a mob boss, so he was very protected. Donald was released from jail in 1961, got married yet again, but had to flee because he was accused of raping a 12-year-old girl. He then married a 17-year-old girl, his fourth marriage, and she was not a fan of his. She turned him in for statutory rape. Back to jail he went in 1968 when he was released once again. This dude just needed to stay in jail, as we will soon see. Them aggravated and bothersome feelings... Seem like they may have been more than just feelings. After being released in November of 1968, Donald moved to Sumter, South Carolina, and got a job in a roofing company. All right, so here we go again. For someone who had been in trouble with the law in jail so many times, he didn't have trouble finding legitimate work. I know, I noticed that. Right? But I'm sure background checks weren't like they are now. They weren't even a thing, right? You ever been in trouble? Nope. No, sir, I have not. You're hired. (laughs) I can't. By his own admission. Now, we're going to find out that Donald wrote an entire, um, I don't want to say autobiography, but like. Basically a a journal of everything. Yes, of everything. In his words, right? So we don't know how true or how not it is. But in his own admission, Donald claimed his first murder victim was in 1969. He said she was a blonde hitchhiker. That's a good year. Of course it was. I have to say the other day at work, (laughs) there's a little side note. This is how immature I am. So we have an iPad that we listen to Pandora on. Yeah. And I like, I don't pay for Pandora. So it'll say, are you still listening? So I went over and I I was like, oh, it wants to know if we're still listening. And I go, hey guys, there's there's only 69% battery left. (laughs) Of course. And then I laughed to myself. Anyways. Um, he claimed um, he asked her for sex and then she laughed at him. He got really mad at that. And so he murdered her and saw, sodomized her, um, then singing her body in a swamp never to be found. Huh. Yeah. Um, he must have been pretty strong considering he was only five foot four and 130 pounds. Or right? resourceful. 
Exactly. He became that enforcer at the prison. You got to remember, he, sometimes it's it's what's going on up here rather yep. than in the body. Yep. He later said this of his first kill. Quote, all I could think about is how I could do anything I wanted to her. Ew. Right. Gross. Donald also later claimed he was responsible for killing many hitchhikers across the coastal highways. See, Mark? Highways. He referred to these kills as coastal kills. See, highways. Not yeah. interstates, but highways. Yes, he's referring to a highway. All right, whatever. Highways run in the state. Interstates run between states. Whatever. They're all highways. Intra-state. <laughs> They're all highways. Anyways. They're not. They're all highways. Almost bragging about them and how he got away with them. <sighs> you like how I got the last word? I just let you have it. Uh, he would say that traveling the highways and killing various hitchhikers soothed his aggravated and bothersome feelings. He enjoyed stabbing, strangling, suffocating, and shooting his victims. What a Tinder profile. <laughs> I enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Across the highways, guys. You want to come on a ride with me? This is oh. what I These are my likes. Somebody probably would respond to it. Probably. He was, well, somebody somebody replied in the um, Cannibal Cafe. Need a penis to cook. Oh, and someone, re- more yeah, than one person replied. Oh my God. That one's nuts. That's, that's, oh, that was one of the. I can't. Anyways, he was said to mutilate their bodies and even eat some of their body parts. So the more I read into this, guys, <sighs> not only did he kill them and or before he killed them, he would cut some of their body parts off and eat it. And Ooh. while they were still alive, in fear of him killing them, he would make some of them eat their own body parts. And then he would just kill them anyways. Yeah. Why does that feel so much worse and so it is. wrong? Can you imagine having a limb cut off by a sick killer and be forced to watch him eat it? What or if have it was the best thing you ever ate in your life? No, nope, nope. What, what if? Nope, not even going there. I'm just saying. How sadistic can one be though? That's just like t- torture, right? Not only am I going to cut your limb off while you're still alive, you're going to watch me take a bite out of it. And I'm going to tell you that maybe I'll let you live unless you take a bite out of it. Yeah. That's just a mind. That 100% mind is. F you know what. Yeah. All the murdering, torturing, and eating the strangers that he picked up soothed his murderous appetite for a while. But his rage soon turned towards people he knew. People in his everyday life. He called the more personal murders, quote, serious murders. So the other murders weren't serious. They were just like fun. They were just fun. Like <laughs> The way you said that was great. Yeah. It's just fun. Like. You know what? I just murdered you because you didn't want to have sex with me and we ate you and it was fun. These murders are serious though. These are not to be joked about. We do not joke about these ones. These are serious murders. Yeah. But if you ask me, any murder is serious? Unless it's a passion murder. Oh my God. I I was sitting here (laughs) waiting for you to say that. All right. I'm going to stop because I'm just being mean now. I'm sorry. Mark, I apologize. That was not nice of me. I'm sorry. I accept your apology. Thank you. His very own niece, 15-year-old Janice Kirby, and her 17-year-old friend, Patricia Ann Allsbrook, were his first serious murders. Oh. Apparently, the creepy douchebag tried to rape the girls unsuccessfully. He became enraged at this and beat, beat both girls to death. These serious murders were fueled by anger and rage. They were very personal, pers- personal, not for sheer fun like the coastal murders. Somehow... Donald didn't get caught right away for the murders of his niece and his friend. I'm sure this added more fuel to his fire, thinking he was oh, yeah. unt- 
untouchable, exactly. right? Yep. This is what happens with these people. Oh my God, I'm not getting caught. Like they get I, to think they think they're the smartest person in the room. I did all those coastal murders, murders they'll never find. Yep. I even ate them. I made them eat themselves. Like I am king of the world. Absolutely. I may be a tiny little man, but I'm king of the world. Yeah. I agree. In fact, he seemed to fully embrace being a killing machine and decided it would be a good idea to get paid for killing people. I mean, he had to kill to calm those horrible thoughts. Why not get paid for it? So he marketed himself as a hitman. One of the hits that he agreed to do was for $1,500. Not only did he murder the man he agreed to murder, but he also murdered the two people that hired the hit on the two others just for fun. It's not how that, that business is supposed to work. I can only assume he was sure to get his money before murdering the other people, right? Because you're not gonna you just, you're getting your money first. And then oh you'll be God, like- Could you imagine if he didn't? Oh, oh my God. That was Charity punching the microphone. I, I really was. I was doing a karate chop, but I don't know. Why. I, yeah. I, sorry. People continued to go missing. And by 1973, Donald was known as a very strange man in the community, but was considered harmless, most likely because of his small size. No one suspected he could be a serial killer. So he was this tiny little meek man. He wouldn't be a serial killer, right? Those are the ones that I think we have to worry about. I agree. Yes. I agree 100%. Around this very time, Donald bought his very own hearse. He put a sticker on the back of it that said, quote, we haul anything living or dead. Oh my God. He is wicked funny. He is. Isn't he wicked funny, Mark? That is pretty good. He's so funny. Little did the community know that he was really hauling dead bodies. (laughs) I guess Donald decided he was tired working alone and trying to get rid of all the bodies on his own. In his own admission, the crazed man had admitted to killing 80 people by 1975. 80? That's what in his own admission. Okay. So keep that in mind, guys. These serial killers like to, uh, you know, hype themselves up. They're their own hype man. Let's just say that. He became friends with a man named Walter Neely. Walter was an ex-con as well and was happy to help Donald bury his many dead bodies. Walter also helped in destroying incriminating evidence and hiding any items stolen from the said murdered people. Donald somehow had so much trust for this ex-con that he would let him watch the killing of 28-year-old Dennis Bellamy and 15-year-old Johnny Knight. Not sure he would have allowed, not sure why he would have allowed that. Having a witness would not be a good thing later. So it's weird, right? He's worked along alone all this time. He was a loner in uh, uh, whenever he was in prison. He he only thought of himself. He did what was right for himself. And all of a sudden he like befriends this ex-con. I like, find that one odd too. Totally trust you. And I'm going to murder someone in front of you. You know what I mean? Because if he didn't murder someone in front of him, he could be like, well, I don't know where those dead bodies came from. Right. That he mur- that he buried. You know what I'm saying? And it's, yeah, something's odd here. Right. It's obvious Donald killed both men slash boys and women slash girls, although it seemed as though he found the most relief in killing women. After all, he hated his mother. And my thoughts is that he probably blamed her for the way he turned out. How so, did I not jump at that? So his the most mutilation he did was towards women, as we're going to find out. And he, another big trigger is coming, guys. So um, just keep in mind it involves women again and children. Okay. He wouldn't become a suspect of any foul play until thirteen year old a thirteen year old named Kim Gelkins went missing. This young girl had already had a run in with Donald not too long before her disappearance. 
She told friends and family that he had convinced her to leave the country with him and take a nice vacation together. Oh, boy. Instead of going on the promised vacation, Kim was viciously raped and tortured by Donald. He must have heard that she was telling people that he did not he that he did what he did to her, sorry, and decided that he needed to get rid of her. Thank goodness this brave girl had already told people about the attack. Because of this, the police knew to investigate Donald as a suspect in young Kim's disappearance. The police went to Donald's home and found some of Kim's clothing and other items. So they were able to nab him on quote unquote contributing to the delinquency of a minor. So he stuck with the narrative of, I didn't, you know, I don't know where she is. She was supposed to come away with me and mm-hmm. live with me. Okay, well, she was a minor dude. And yeah. you're a grown-ass adult, so you're gross. You're nasty. All right? They this all, all seems par for the course for him, though. It is. They also brought Walter Neely in for questioning. He proved to be the opposite of loyal to his new friend, Donald. Walter freaked out not knowing how much the police already knew about Donald and immediately told them everything he witnessed. Everything he did and everything he knew. He even told where he himself had buried eight bodies. Police told Donald that Walter talked and told them about the eight bodies he himself buried. Among those eight bodies were the bodies of the vilest known murders he had committed. They were the pregnant body of 23-year-old Doreen Dempsey and her two-year-old daughter. Oh, It gets real bad, guys. Doreen was a neighbor of Donald's and she thought they were friends. For that reason, she was quick to take a ride from him to the bus stop with her daughter, Robin. Doreen was eight months pregnant at the time, and I'm sure welcomed the nice gesture. Donald didn't end up driving the mother and daughter to the bus station, but instead took them to a desolate area. They must have been so frightened. After arriving to the area, Donald raped, sodomized, and killed Doreen right in front of little Robin. Oh, my God. The level of sickness is beyond comprehension. That poor little angel having to watch her mother being tortured and then murdered, if that wasn't horrific enough... When he was done with Doreen, Donald turned his sights on Robin. Not only did he kill her also, he made sure to rape her first. This part, like, it actually made me feel like it still does. Like, I get a feel like I feel like I'm going to be sick. Oh, boy. A two-year-old little girl. You rape a two-year-old little girl. That is, I just, I have no words for that. Ultimate, ultimate douchebag. So this is where I say, a per- I don't feel that a person that is this sick or that sick can be helped. I agree with you. I don't think they can be changed. I'm sorry. You've been in a jail how many times and you think it's okay to rape a two year old little girl. That is disgusting. Oh, and I forgot to mention raping, torturing and killing the, the young mother and daughter must have made him hungry. So we decided to fix himself a snack. Oh no. A human leg snack. Yep. yep. After all was said and done, he ate part of Doreen's leg. Gross. You sir are a total douchebag. Gross. On April 27th, 1976, Walter and Donald were charged with eight counts of murder. Because the actual location of the bodies had not been disclosed yet, the jury was only able to convict Donald of killing Dennis Bellamy. So it was like rumor where the dead bodies were, but nobody really like said for sure, right? Because they both were still like fighting to stay, to get the least amount of time in jail. So they were kind of like pinned against each other. I'm sure Walter's testimony was used to convict him. Remember, Donald let him watch the killing. Oh, that's right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So that's the only one that could get him on at first. So Donald yep. was sentenced to death by electric chair and he did not want to die. I guess his own life is the only life he cared about. 
I love this when they become big old babies. I know. Oh, I, I can kill odd. and dismember and eat people and be disgusting and vile, but don't kill me. Oh my God, I'm scared. It's like, I shut hate up. people like this. To try and get a life sentence instead of death, Donald confessed to seven other murders and told the authorities where they could be found. So he gave the exact location of the bodies. Okay. The bodies were found in shallow graves near Donald's home in Prospect, South Carolina. Put an eye on that one. February of 1978, the death sentence was overturned by the South Carolina Supreme Court, and he was instead given 10 life sentences. Why? I know. Like, I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. He was sent to Central Institution, CCI prison in Columbia, South Carolina. A 23-year-old man named Rudolph Tyner was on death row at CCI for committing a double murder on March 1978. In 1982, Rudolph was in the process of appealing his death sentence. Little did he know, the son of the couple he killed hired Donald to kill him for $2,000. Oh. Of course, Donald couldn't just murder the man. He had to go above and beyond. He somehow got plastic explosives with a plastic cap and a long wire. What the, f- what oh, the fudge? Yeah. He also got a radio speaker and asked Rudolph to put it in his ear and test it for him. You know, because they'd be able to talk back and forth. Oh, my God. I, I got, Hey there, I got this cool thing that somebody sent me when they snuck it in. And if we put it in our ears, when the guards aren't watching, we can talk to each other all night long. Oh, boy. Right? Secretly, we can talk to each other. Yep. Once the speaker was in his ear, Donald plugged the wire into an outlet and set off the bomb. It's been said that Rudolph's head almost blew completely off his head. Saw that one coming. Clearly killing him on the spot. Donald boasted that the last thing Rudolph heard before his head exploded was him laughing. Yeah, this guy is. This is something else. Something else. This in-jail murder gave Donald the title of the meanest man in America. So, okay, I find it odd that that, (laughs) like, I personally think murdering the pregnant woman and her two-year-old daughter and raping them would have done that, but no. Yep. No. It was the the guy that was on death row already that you blew his head off. (laughs) You blew up a con, so that made you the meanest man. How? How? Yeah, this is the, this is irony. I I, uh, agree to disagree with that comment, basically. I think other things. Should give him that. I agree with you. Tony Simo was the couple's son that ordered the hit and was charged with murder. He took a plea deal and was sentenced to eight years in jail, but was paroled in 1986. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.